guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So I want to get into some of the concerns that Paul had about the Corinthian saints. You know, as I gave you that list yesterday of all of the things that they were struggling with, one of them was divisions and lack of unity. So you go into chapter one and you see this right out the gate where you go to verse number 10. Paul says, now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Now, we talked about that a little bit last week about what it means to be like-minded. And like-minded does not mean you all think the same way and you think the same thing. It just means you are working together amongst those various beliefs that you have. It's the harmony idea of hitting one note on the piano all the time versus hitting many notes that are different, but then have them be in harmony with one another. For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, or Peter, I of Christ. So you got all these people who are just grouping themselves together with these different individuals. Verse 13, is Christ divided? That's a great question. Was Paul crucified for you or were you baptized in the name of Paul? And so Paul is saying right here, the idea of you lumping yourselves together like this is starting to cause divisions among you. In fact, you go over to chapter three and you see basically the same concept. Verse three, for ye are yet carnal for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions. Are ye not carnal and walk as men? And so he's saying there, look, when you start breaking yourselves up into these groups like that, it's going to cause divisions because you are literally dividing yourselves from other individuals. And so you go over to the Come Follow Me and there's a cool little section right here of some of the verses that I just read to you. It talks about how members of Christ's church should strive to be united. We don't know all the details about the lack of unity among the Corinthian saints, but we do know about lack of unity in our own relationships. Think of a relationship in your life that could benefit from more unity and then look for what Paul taught in these verses here in 1 Corinthians about lack of unity among the Corinthian saints. What insights can you gain about how to develop greater unity with others? And it seems to me, and this might just be my interpretation of this, but it seems like lately in General Conference, there's been a lot of messages about unity, whether it is President Nelson talking about the peacemakers needed, or whether it's D. Todd Christofferson talking about unity itself. Um, and there's other things. President Nelson talking about getting rid of that contention in our lives and in our families. There's been a lot of focus on that. In fact, President Nelson gave what I would consider one of the best talks he has ever given. And that says a lot because it seems like every single time President Nelson talks, he just brings it every time. But here's a talk right here. It is called Choices for Eternity. I've referred to this before. If you haven't had a chance to read this talk, please take the time to read it, to watch it, to listen to it, and you will see how well it applies to what Paul is talking about right here. There's a little clip I want to show you or let you listen to on our podcast that I think perfectly describes this idea of what it means to really group yourselves together and how that starts causing some divisions. So go ahead and watch this from President Nelson. In 2006, when I married Wendy, I was in for several surprises, most of them quite wonderful. 
One of those surprises was the number of clothing items she owned that displayed a logo. Universities from which she graduated, places she had traveled, and so forth. Whenever she wore one of those items, I teased her by saying, who are you advertising today? <laughs> she invited me to, to, to join in the fun. Labels can be fun and indicate your support for any number of positive things. Many labels will change for you with the passage of time. And not all labels are of equal value. But if any label replaces your most important identifiers, the results can be spiritually suffocating. For example, if I were to rank in order the designation set could be applied to me, I would say, first, I am a child of God. I'm a son of God. Then, a son of the covenant. Then, a disciple of Jesus Christ and a devoted member of his restored church. Next would come my honored titles as a husband and father and apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. All other labels that have applied to me, such as medical doctor, surgeon, researcher, professor, lieutenant, captain, PhD, American, and so forth, would fall somewhere down the list. Now let us turn the question to you. Who are you? First and foremost, you are a child of God. Second, as a member of the Church, you are a child of the covenant. And third, you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. Tonight, I plead with you not to replace these three paramount and unchanging identifiers with any others, because doing so can stymie your progress or pigeonhole you in a stereotype that could potentially thwart your eternal progression. For example, if you are identified mainly as an American, those who are not American may think, I know everything there is to know about you and attribute erroneous beliefs to you. If you identify yourself by your political affiliation, you will instantly be categorized as having certain beliefs. Though I don't know anyone who believes everything that their preferred political party presently embraces. We could go on and on rehearsing the constraints of various labels that we put on ourselves or that other people place upon us. Some might label me as an old man. 
but I'm a lot younger than Adam. <laughs> and Noah, too. Ageism, raceism, nationalism, sexism, and a host of other isms are universally limiting. How tragic it is when someone believes the label another person has given them. Imagine the heartache of a child who is told, you are dumb. Identifiers and labels are powerful. The adversary rejoices in labels because they divide us and restrict the way we think about ourselves and each other. How sad it is when we honor labels more than we honor each other. Well, I love that message. Here's President Nelson saying the labels themselves are not really the bad things. It's where we really start to focus on those things. That is where the divisions start happening. So again, I think that message is very relevant for our day to remember, first of all, who we are, that we're children of God, and that those labels that we have, although they do mean things to us, really, when it comes right down to it, they don't matter and they can cause divisions if we are not careful with them. Anyway, you can see how that message right there that Paul's giving to the Corinthian saints is very similar to what we need today. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.